0: And then and then at that point did he say, "Wait, are you Travis Sherry from the Epop podcast? Hold on." Right this way.
1: Sir. Sure, I was hoping <laughs> he'd roll out the red carpet, get me those little uh, golf carts and whisk me to the gate. at the timer welcome to location indie podcast a behind the scenes unfiltered no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle i'm trav and apparently i'm not famous enough in canada because no one even knows my podcast
0: (laughs) oh woe is you i'm jason we're the co-founders of the community location indie we're all about the travel, the freedom, and the location independence. You can learn more at locationindy.com. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast. And um, Trav, I'm I'm wondering, well, first of all, we can go back to the Canada thing in a second, but um
1: Blame Canada. I wonder if,
0: I'm wondering if you're trying to uh to to take Michael Buffer's job. Are you, are you working up to that? Do you know who Michael Buffer I, uh, is?
1: That might be a generational thing. No idea who Michael Buffer is. Oh, no.
0: He's 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 timeless, my friend. Um, the guy that says, let's get ready to rumble before a boxing match. Um... Yeah, like your your J it, it, it seems to keep be getting progressively longer. 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 Um, I'm just <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm starting to worry that if one time just the whole 30 minutes is going to be used up
1: with just a like, whole right long
0: the J. Just an, it's like the, an elongated J, you know, that just takes up the entire but then you'd have to have lung the lung capacity of like Mariah
1: Carey. Yeah, it's like it's like Kenny G, right? Or, or I don't know when they do that cyclical bl- breathing like the guy who's guys who play the didgeridoo so they can keep playing because you're somehow doing that cyclical breathing i'm not there yet um i do
0: you know I, w- I wish i could cyclically breathe
1: well i i mean you you can you just have to learn i mean i'm sure there's dude, there's the internet go on youtube guaranteed you could find a video on how to cyclically breathe now whether you'd be able to do it quickly i i doubt that it is more of a skill i play
0: button. the guitar i play guitar a little bit so i don't i can just breathe you know, along well, normally, I guess, which is uh, maybe why I picked that instrument. Um,
1: a normal breathing instrument, not a didgeridoo. <laughs>
0: You were uh, you were stuck in Canada for a while. What yeah. did you think that your, your podcast <laughs> would somehow get you out of that situation? I mean, I'm a little confused. I'm
1: waiting for the day. Hey
0: guys, uh, <laughs> hey immigration folks, I have a podcast, will you let me through? <laughs> I'm waiting
1: for the day that it can. Did I expect it to? No, but it would be a very, very pleasant surprise the day that uh, we become famous enough that then we can get ourselves out of tough situations like this one in Canada. Um, it was more that, it was like a comedy of errors, Jay. So, you know, I had an hour and a half layover in Toronto. I was going Philly to Vancouver. I had an hour and a half layover in Toronto. Heather and I had talked previously, because there was lounge access, about even doing a longer layover, you know, just so we could hang out in the lounge. I mean, our our wish was granted, I guess. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, but, you asked for uh, yeah. it. <laughs> so we were talking about that. And we're like, no, an hour and a half is fine. <laughs> so the plane gets in about 20 minutes late. So we still have an hour and 10 minutes. We're like, okay, this is no big deal have to go in, go through customs. The machine eats our little customs form. Like you have to fill out the form, and then you have to put it into the machine and then it scans it. And then you have to go to a person anyway. So why you have to put it in the machine, I still don't get, but our, our form gets eaten. So then we have to fill it out again. Then we have to go to another line because we don't have like the scanned copy. We have the original copy. So, you know, let's say that adds 15 minutes on, right? So now we're like, all right, Then we have to go out and we have to go back in through security because we, uh, even though you're connecting, which I still, even though I fly all the time, I cannot figure this out, Jay. I'm going to have to look it up at some point. Sometimes I feel like you don't have to go back out and go through again through security. You know, even if you come into different countries, sometimes you do. I never know what's going to happen when I fly into another country when I'm just connecting through. I never know if I'm going to have to go through the whole rigmarole or sometimes you just skate right through and it's no big deal. So
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's a country by country thing or what.
1: I mean, you would think we would know. Some
0: countries, you you have to get a visa just like a trans to literally stop. Yeah. Yeah. Just to stop through and like get on the next plane. So, So,
1: you know, we had to go out, then we had to go through security. So the security line was kind of long. So I went, this is a funny story. I went up to the guy at the front. I said, We only have 25 minutes left until, like, it says boarding. We have 25 minutes left until our fight leaves. Can we just hop in the front of the line here? And the guy who was at the front, the the guard, you know, he was like, well, I don't care, but you have to ask the other passengers in line, which I thought was a little odd. But I only had to ask the first person who was in line, not everyone after him. So I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, would you mind? And he was like, no, go right ahead. It's like, it was weird that the security guard asked me to ask the person in line, but only the first person. Like, what if the second person cared? Anyway, we get through security, or we're, we're going through security, and we're like, oh, we might make it. You know, we have 20 minutes. You know, usually they shut it 10 minutes before it takes off. We're here. We're going through security. As long as we can stop in security, we're fine. Of course, my bag goes through. This guy, everything took forever. He, like, meanders up, gets my—is this your bag, sir? Yeah, yes, it's my bag. Um, I only have 20 minutes, uh, you know, but, yes, it's my bag. Okay, sir— I'm going to have to take a look at it. I'm like, okay. And so then he proceeds to pull all my packing cubes out. And he's like, "Where? Uh, I see something on the monitor. I knew what it was. It was my two microphones and my digital recorder, which I use for the podcast. Obviously, I, I, there was nothing else in there that could have been seen as weird. So I'm like, hey, it's two microphones, it's digital recorder, this and that.
0: And then, And then at that point, did he say... Wait, are you Travis Sherry from the EPop podcast? That's what I was hoping. I was like... Right this way, Sure,
1: I was hoping he'd roll out the red carpet, get me those little uh, golf carts, and whisk me to the gate. Well, no. (laughs) Instead, he's like asking where it is. It's buried, packed in clothes, wrapped up. He pulls out all my packing cubes. He pulls out the shirt. He pulls out the digital recorder. He's like, so is this what you're talking about? I'm like, yes. He takes it to the back somewhere. No idea what he's doing. He comes back, and he goes... So does this thing like have to be plugged in to power on, or can it be powered on? I'm like, I oh, know it can be powered on. It has batteries. So, and you know, you don't know if you can touch it. Like, it, you don't know, like, because you're like, oh, I'm telling you where is it, and you're pointing, but you're like, can I grab it for you? So, I'm like, can I turn it on? Do you want me to turn on? He's like, yeah, yeah, turn it on. So I turn it on. He's,
0: you don't even know if you can touch yourself. You're like, can I touch my hair? Yeah, right now? Like, am I I'm like,
1: to- I'm in security. <laughs> I don't, you know. And so I'm like, can I turn it on? He's like, yeah, yeah. What do you you hit? I'm like, all right, hit this button. So we turn it on. He goes. So, um, can you record into this now? I'm like, you mean you want me to record?
0: now? now wait, now is he wanting like a tutorial well, on recording? Yeah, like, or? Uh, do you
1: want to be on the Extra Pack of Peanuts travel podcast or the location? I don't, I don't know what you're getting at here, man. You want 15 minutes of fame? Uh, relative fame, obviously. And, um, I, I'm like, sure. So, like, I hit the record button, but it's set. Long story short, it's not set to the internal mic. So he's like, well, why aren't the lines going up? I'm like... Oh, we have to change the settings. He's <laughs> like, making me change the settings? I'm like, dude, I have no time. Like, I have to get to this gate. And so he makes me record so he can see, like, the lines going up. He's like, oh, cool. And then, like, hands me my bag. Anyway, the gate was the furthest gate away. It was literally a 20-minute walk. Heather and I are huffing it over there. We get there. The plane is sitting there. It's 1.54. It's supposed to leave at 2. They're like, nope, we closed 10 minutes before um before we go. And I'm like, come on, can you please let us on this and that? And she told me, oh, no, they're already got it. This was the excuse. No, they've already started giving the safety protocol. I'm like, uh, I could ask them like for one-on-one instructions if need be. Plus, I've heard it a thousand times. Anyway, the plane then sat there for another 10 minutes. um, So it didn't leave like until 2.15 and we just sat there and watched it then leave. And we had to wait for seven seven hours in the uh, Toronto airport until the next flight. So, long story long, I thought that my celebrity might wean us some favors, but it did not. <laughs>
0: on the uh, on the upside, uh, is it a nice airport?
1: Uh, I mean, we got to hang out in the lounge, so the lounge is okay. Was okay. Well. I ate probably like 12 well- meatballs.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. You got 12 meatballs out of the deal. So it's not very often you can say that. Not very often I I can say that I got
1: 12 meatballs.
0: That sounds like a good deal. That's like almost an average of two meatballs. It's like one point, was that 1.7 meatballs per hour or something? Yeah, I I was getting my
1: my money's worth for it. But it's just funny, man. All the travel you've done, well, I don't know if you missed the fight, but all the travel I've done running through like these crappy airports in India, you know, getting interrogated in multiple countries, and here I am in Toronto with a pretty lengthy connection time of an hour and a half, and that's the first flight I've ever missed in my life.
0: Uh, just, just for those that are curious, on a uh, seven-hour delay, that's 1.714 meatballs <laughs> per
1: I also per ate hour. like five cookies, and, uh, some of the potato okay. salad, so I, I made it worth it.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> What are we talking about today I,
1: hey I just
0: are we talking are we talking about meatballs are we talking about pasta salad are we talking about like information we, here what 's going uh, on
1: let 's talk a little bit about information versus transformation um, and and one of the things
0: nice segue trav nice segue i think uh,
1: you, you you led me into that <laughs> It was very easy um, so information versus transformation and the reason we bring this up is well it 's a lot of reasons um because we 've seen this. Be a sticking point for a lot of people who are starting out, or or even who have businesses. We've seen it be a sticking part point for you and I. And um, I think it's one of those things that when you are trying to build your own business or do anything, that might be a. It doesn't even have to be a seismic life shift. Just anything that 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 you're trying to do, you can get overloaded with information. So information is good up into a point, right, Jay? Um, I, I can use this example all the time. Sometimes it takes me hours to book a hotel if I'm going to a new city or or book an accommodation because nowadays, you know, you go on hotels.com, you put in San Francisco, there's like 500 options and, you know, they have their own rating system and TripAdvisor has its own ratings and you can go to Google and see their ratings. And so you get lost and lost information. Whereas It's the never ending wormhole. Yeah. And sometimes I have to sit back and think like. To saving these $30 worth this couple hours of time, I mean, you don't want to get a bad thing, right? And I kind of like research, but sometimes too much information is just that. It's too much information. And I think a lot of us get stuck in that. So case in point, um, both you and I have, have, I think, dealt with this when we've tried to start something new, when we've become location independent, when we're trying to start a new thing with our business. Um, you know, when we were trying to start podcasts, I did a lot of research and that was good, but then I had like 15 microphones I was trying to figure out which the best one was. And then eventually I just picked one and now I've used the same one for three years. Right? So, um, I think we want to, I want to talk about why information is important, but then also taking that step past information and leading yourself to transformation, to actually doing the thing that is going to make your life better or your business more successful or your trip happen or whatever it is that the end goal happens to be.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, certainly in my life, I can, I, there was a lot of consumption and of information and learning and reading books. And I mean, and there still is. Um, but there was definitely a long period where when I started getting interested in some of the business stuff and some of the online business stuff and everything, and I knew, okay, well, this can, this can give me a certain level of freedom that I don't have. Like I'm free right now. I'm traveling. I'm doing all these cool things, but this is, uh, this is something I'm interested in and in line with where I want to go next, you know, when it comes to traveling or living my life or whatever. So, um, then I started reading and studying and sort of, I started geeking out on things. And when you can geek out on things and you can really get interested in, in things and you're that type of person and, and, or if you're like a research maniac and, or if you're like a perfectionist and you want to find the perfect microphone, for example, or whatever, it could be like a never... I'm not saying you are, Trab, but I'm using that as an example. Like it, it could become like a never-ending thing. And yeah, when do, you, when do you cut it off? And I know I've definitely been guilty of um, overconsumption and underaction. I would say um and then what what I found after taking action regularly is that you 're building an action taking muscle first of all, and secondly, you accelerate the things that you learned you're you're accelerating the entire journey because i don't know, at least for me like and, and I can say just for me, but I, I think it's the case with a lot of people like you, you can know something but you can't really know it until you experience it and go through with it and the, and like like I need to physically like if I'm learning how to build a table, for example, like you could tell me but I need to physically like put my hands on the hammer and physically like put things together like and then and then it's like creating a neural pathway in my brain or something I don't know, and I think it's the same true with like on for online business or anything else it's like when you do you start seeing um oh how these things actually work, and then also you start learning, okay, well like. I can do it this way cuz it fits more with my personality this way. Like it's great that that person did it that way and that's helpful, but I'm taking it and putting my own spin on it or um you know, any any framework I was listening to a couple podcasts today and there were a couple good business podcasts and they both were like a framework that these guys were sharing and they were good a- and we share frameworks too, but we also share it I think with the caveat that uh, like a framework's great but it's like it's never exactly it's not going size to be... fits all no i mean like cuz there're little things that happen along the way and it's it's like a it's like a map but then like when you go traveling like you have a map you can go from point in, but, but then there's you might see a milkshake stand and stop off and get at least i would stop off and get a milkshake you might decide to camp at this other spot you know and like all these things happen on the way and like you have the general path but yeah, I mean, the frameworks are good, but they're not indicative of, like, the exact journey you're going to take. So um, I think the easy answer to this is, or when, well, I guess the big question that's lingering, Trav, is, okay, how would you know when you've researched enough? Right.
1: And I, I love the term you used, overconsumption and underaction, which is, I mean, that sums it up, I think, a lot, the problem that a lot of people have. So I think there's t- kind of two things to look at with that lingering question of, like, when is enough enough because like you said it's not one size fits all some people are ready to take action right away some people are are, are going to research more because that's their personalities or they like it or they want you know so there again it's not a one size fits all you know we could see we could send two people to do the exact same thing like two people hey you're going to start a podcast and uh here are the resources That we recommend, and one person might go to one, know it, and start it. One person might need to go to three of the resources and then do it. You know, so it it is gonna vary on the person. But the the first thing I think that is important in trying to cut down on your consumption and making sure that you aren't over-consuming, and this can't happen without you actually over-consuming too much in the beginning, like, cause when you are excited about something that's just naturally going to happen is finding people who you do trust. So for example, Jay, let's use that hotel example. I know there's like 70 websites out there that I can go to book hotels on, right? I can go to Trivago and Expedia and Priceline and hotels.com and Agoda and blah, blah, blah. And like, there's thousands of other ones that I can go to, but I found the one that I like and that I prefer to use and that's hotels.com. You know, I've cross-checked it multiple times with other websites. Um, you know, many times they're usually it's the lowest or tied for the lowest, you know. So I know that I'm getting that. And every once in a while I'll go back and cross-check. But now I know instead of saying like when I first started out, I'm gonna go to all. Plus you get your tenth night free. Well, that's right? why I like it. You know, so you They're not a
0: sponsor, but maybe they should be. They, hey, yeah. hotels.com, <laughs> if you're listening, get a get a
1: get over and here. And they got good branding <laughs> and yeah, so and I like it, right? So so in the beginning I might have looked at 10 of the different ones every time you know because I was just starting out but now I know now I've cut it Would you
0: call yourself a research maniac?
1: Yeah I would say that but now my research has been cut I would
0: definitely say that. <laughs> okay. I mean all all right. I have been all on right. I have been on trips with you. I've seen you Research the I go
1: into my little lair and like in my head and I, yeah it goes crazy. I'm oh
0: man, I mean just just the taco research wow. I've seen you do could fill a volume of that's of true encyclopedias. I did
1: actually I saw a book yesterday in Vancouver called the Tacopedia.
0: Well, there you go. You should have written I, that book. I, I mean, read that was it a and good I'm like, idea. this is
1: just okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, before I would have went to 10 websites and would have taken this amount of time. Now, at least I have a starting point where I'm like, I'm going to go to hotels.com first. So it drastically cuts down on, on the amount of information that I'm taking in. Right. So I think the important, an important thing is to find the people or the, or the websites or the companies that you trust and that's going to like take all that other stuff and push it to the side. Not saying you never pay attention to it. I'm not saying I never go anywhere else to look for hotels, but predominantly I'm going to that one place. So, you know, if you're listening to this, hopefully and, and maybe, and we'd be thankful if you are that we're people who you might trust. So now instead of listening to 40 business podcasts, maybe listening to a few and you're like, I like how Trav and Jay do this. I like how this other podcast does this. So you're cutting down on your consumption there. So that's the first key I think is whittling down the amount to to the few people that you really resonate with or the few brands or the few websites that you really resonate with and sticking with them f- for a large majority of the information you consume because that's really important because if not, and you're scattered all over, you might read that we say to do something one well, way.
0: You know, I mean, the scattered all over can be fun for a while, but I think I'm going to take your point, and I, I agree with it, but I think I'm going I'm to add a little bit to it is that when you're ready to take action, pick the best thing you like. Lo- after you were scattered all over and you found like one or two things, really one thing resonated with you and you want to just pick a framework, one of these frameworks, if it's for business or e-commerce or whatever you're doing, you're like, hey, I filed this e-commerce site. I really like the way these guys teach. And they teach like a a framework for getting your store up and launch. Well, instead of like going to the 50 different other places you've been. So that's fine. I think in the beginning to be realistic, that's just the way it is because you got to find what you're going to like. But then when you find what you like, you know, I think it's really good. Like what you were saying, if you just follow one thing, you're like, all right, I want to launch this thing. Um, I'm just going to follow this one person's like what they tell me to do all the way through and see what happens chances are like you've maybe read some other things other places that are going to help you along the way your own personal experience your personality all this stuff but like yeah it's just takes out the overwhelm i think when you're just like hey i'm just gonna roll with this one thing like there was a great post um i want to try this one weekend with you Trav. i think it would be really fun if we ever have like a free weekend to do this um there was this post i think this website was like a better lemonade stand or something this guy wrote a post on like how to like start a t-shirt company in like 24 hours or something and it was like the whole thing and like yeah i could do that you know i could figure it out without that post like but he had like this whole methodology and i was like you know what this would be fun to just try one afternoon like and just follow that one post and go through it and do it and i think that's what we're talking about when it comes time to do just stick to one thing and give it a go and then you can go from one thing to the next. That way you're still, I think that still gives you permission to be scattered and because we're curious people and we want to find what we like first and who we resonate with and all that stuff. Right. Um, but then when it comes time time for action.
1: Well, and that's what's cool about, like if you found that, right, a better lemonade stand, let's say that's what it is called. And and he talks about how to build a t-shirt company and we give it a try and we're like, that was really cool. It was It was clear. We like this guy. We like the personality of it. We like the vibe of it you know, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't work, but we at least like liked how he taught it. What's cool when you find someone who, who you like and who you trust is that then if he wrote a post that was like, well, here's how to start a podcast and we never had a podcast, be like, oh man, this is cool. Like he's now teaching me how to do this as well. And so we wouldn't have to look somewhere else to start a podcast because we would follow their instructions. And that's what I like about the first step, which he said is like kind of whittling down the people you listen to into, into a few people. Right. Um, because the, the cool thing is, is a lot of people who are in this game and the online business game, like if, if I don't know how to do something, like I'm not the the best at running Facebook ads, right? Like I know how to do it, but I know people have taught me. So if someone came to me and was like, Hey, Trav, we really like what you do, but you know, we need to know about Facebook ads. I would say, Hey, go to this person. So like you're, you're, you kind of bring your web tighter to then grow it out a little bit, but that comes from like recommendations and referrals and, and people, you know, it's like, it's like that intrinsic trust then gets spread out because you're like, well, I know Trav taught me how to do this well. And so if he says this person taught him, then that's the first place I'm going to look for. You're not always going to resonate with everyone that I resonate with or Jay resonates with or whatever, but at least it, it gives you a starting block instead of saying, yeah, my starting block is Google and I'm going to find like a hundred a 1,000 well, things this on is, How to Start a this Podcast. This is one
0: of the big things that happens inside our community location. Andy, just talk about that for a second. There's a lot of curation going on, you know, not only in our monthly newsletter with like, hey, we found these things really valuable. Check these out. But also within the community itself on the forums and everything like that, people are sharing things that have helped them. So it's really easy to find those things and really useful stuff. Um, I want to bring up another key that I think uh, answers the question of, um, you know, when do I know I have enough information? First of all, I'm going to say... I'm actually going to provide two. I'm going to say the first one quickly. I don't want to harp on it too much, but I think we can't have this conversation without mentioning the 80-20 rule. And that's just a rule that basically says like...
1: An entrepreneurial favorite, right? I mean, that's like... it is. That's why I don't want to... It's it's like...
0: It's very cliche, but it it is true. Like when... You know, like... It's like... Eight, it can go both ways, but basically, like when you know eighty percent, you know enough. Or like twenty percent of your clients get your eighty percent of your results. So I mean, just thinking, okay, I'm never going to know like eighty percent is enough. Like you can know ninety five percent, you can know ninety nine percent, but eighty percent is probably enough to get started. That percentage, I question it. I mean, you know, I I could say like, oh, I can learn fifty percent, and then I learn the other. 30% while I'm doing. Or I could say I learned thirty percent and then I take sixty percent from the actual doing. Well, and how part. do you so even anyway, know what a
1: hundred percent is? But it's it's a good framework to use that word again to yeah, follow. Yeah, I
0: mean that's just it's just a thing, you know, to mention. I'm not putting it as one of the keys because it's too obvious. Who but um, is
1: Pareto of Pareto's principle.
0: Well one of, yeah, one of those one of those things you can um kind of test yourself with, I think, when when you're getting into like information mode and and you're like, you're ramping up to start something or try something out is I'm going to call this the kind of, I already kind of know this strategy or whatever. I don't know. Like if you're reading things or reading books and and you kind of get to a chapter, let's say on like copywriting or whatever it is you're studying and you're like reading the tips and you're like, Oh yeah, like I I took a couple good things from that. But like most of it, let's say the 80% of it, like 80% of it, I kind of already knew. Well, if that starts happening to you, you probably know enough about that and it's time to move on to the next thing and or take that thing that you learned and start doing it because there's no point in rehashing and taking only one or two. I mean, listen, I, lo- I am all about like if I can take one thing from this and-, and like it's worth my time, you know, but if you're just trying to start and you're trying to avoid the information overwhelm, if you're reading things and you kind of already know it, then you know it.
1: So just roll. Right. I think you're right. I I agree that it's uh, sometimes I get stuck with saying, oh, I already know this and and not like looking for the one piece of information that that could help me. But there's but that's when I should be in a learning mode and a learning mode is different than an action mode. You know, there's th- there's times for both. And I I'm totally with you because I'm shaking my head as you're saying that. Because I can think of many times where I'm like reading someone's, uh, you know, post about how to do something, and I'm like, oh man, like all basically all the main headlines are things I already know, and they're giving good information in the in the, in the meat of it, and there's a few like, yeah, it, does, tiny it doesn't mean it's
0: bad. No. It just means like, it's just pa- it might be packaged in a different way, or it might just have a different story, their story around it, or whatever. And I'm not saying every piece is unique, so I'm not discounting like what everybody puts out there certainly like
1: but if you know it you know it if if you're reading it and you understand the headlines i'm, I'm you only know
0: trying it. to answer the question that how do you know when to stop consuming and start taking action and that's just a general rule that i think it might be a good one to follow if you feel like you kind of already know most of what they're saying not all of it doesn't mean it's not good but if you kind of already know it then and i action. was
1: gonna kind of cop out and say you know it's too much you know it's time to take action and that you know it and and that you're on an information overload when you know it which i hate when people are like you you'll know it when you know it but you do you when you find yourself reading over and over again that's a great way to say it the same stuff that you say i i basically understand or how to start a blog, the, pr- the, the principles. principles, and you and you know yeah. it like, you know, when you open a thing that says the top 10 tips to how to start a blog, and then you open it and you already know what seven of them are going to be or five of them are going to be just because like, you're like, oh, well, they're going to say you should get hosting and blah, blah, then you're ready to go. Um Also, I think when you find yourself asking people if you should do something like a lot of people like in your life, when you find yourself asking your parents and your and your spouse and your friends, like, oh, do you think I should start a blog? Oh, do you guys think I should start a blog? Like, you've obviously thought about it quite a bit, which means you've probably done some research. If you're asking a lot of people whether you should do something, you're probably at a point where you need to just do it, um, because that's one of the things I find myself doing. I always, I, it's it's hard for me to make decisions, so I'm always asking people, and I don't know. I'm I'm kind of looking probably for someone to tell me no and give me a good reason because I already know I should be doing it. So I'm like, well, someone might've thought of something. No, Travis, you shouldn't start a blog because the world's going to end tomorrow. So you're stupid. I'm like, oh really? Well, I guess I shouldn't. Um, you know, but you're looking for someone to be more profound or know more than you when in reality, they probably don't. Um, you know, like they're, you know, best when it's time for you to go. So I do want to give one tip, now, I'm not saying discount other people's mentorship and advice, but if you find yourself asking over and over and over and over and over again, like the same question to the same people, you should probably just go ahead and do it. It's something that's been top of your mind for a long time.
0: I think the exciting thing too, and one thing not to be forgotten, is you know, if you love to learn and, and you're in that mode, and Travis and I are certainly that way, it's important to remember, even though it's on the other side and you can't see it. I had to learn this through experience, but now I know it, um, that th- a lot of the most important lessons um, happen on the journey itself, you know, and you're then you learn and you're learning new things in different ways around, about that and then how it meshes with, you know, what your mission is and who you are and what you're trying to do and how you're changing the world or whatever it is that you're doing. And that's so exciting, especially for the learner, the one that, you know... Likes to consume information and wants to, to you know, take everything and and do something with it, and like be put their best foot forward in whatever it is they're doing. uh, Know that the action part, like you can't learn the things you're going to learn on the action part without the action part happening. You know, certainly the research thing could go on forever, but there's certain lessons there that can't be learned the research phase. So you know, in effectively by declining to take action, you're also sort of... Because that's, that's sort of the research Experience phase, too. Experience is the it's best just, teacher. It's, it's a different way. Yeah, I mean, it's a different way of researching i guess you're researching more on your feet because things are happening you're trying to overcome things and um and then you learn so much that way so yeah i mean hopefully there were some tips there to help you avoid the information overwhelm um if you're somebody like that i know i have been in the past and still am sometimes still am Chris just buzzed us chris just buzzed us we're gonna go over again because that's one of our traditions well here, we, we to go for over two weeks minutes. we didn't
1: record a podcast we're gonna go a little over we're gonna like fudge it a little bit and give you a little by extra. the way it's so
0: funny yeah, I mean well we always say, you know, Chris just buzz us and people are probably like, who is this Chris guy? We got a Chris on in. Is he like a is it like the Wizard of Oz? He's behind a green curtain we're like breaking the, pulling some levers. Are we breaking the fourth um, wall
1: or what? I, that's with TV, I guess, right? When you like reference like the, the camera people the or whatever. the fourth wall of sound. Um, um
0: Chris is our editor and, and the, the, man. the
1: man behind the buzzer. Um I
0: By the way, if you are – I don't know if Chris is taking on new clients, but if you're somebody that has a podcast and you need editors, you should get in touch with us. we got Chris and other people in Location Indie that do it, so we can definitely help you out. That's a total sidebar. Sidebar.
1: Um, I wanted to give one more piece of advice here just with the information overload that helped me. Um, is that I went on an information fast that is kind of still going on. You know, I was at the point where I was reading every website about online business and location independence all that, And it was great information from really good people. Chris Guillebeau, Pat Flynn, like, you know, Tim Ferriss, like I was reading everything they put out and I, I learned a ton in a short amount of time, which is the beauty of, The amount of information that's out there and the beauty of the internet is you don't have to go to school. You don't have to read books that you don't want to read. You can pick and choose who you like and you can learn a lot. But I I found it got to a point where I wasn't doing what I needed to be done and I was doing all these minute details of like changing button colors and having to change our site's design, all this little stuff. So – I went on information fast. I just started doing stuff. I knew what path I wanted to take forward because it was already in my head and I did it. And And that was probably like two and a half years ago. And that's not to say I, I still don't listen to some podcast and, and, you know, read people's blogs here and there. But I would say, Jay, I probably do 10% of what I did before. And that 10% is just to stay fresh, right? There's still new information out there. There's new techniques that have come about, but- um yeah, it's, it's, now I'm focusing on the new stuff and, and, and something like if people are talking about Facebook ads, I'm like, all right, I want to kind of get into this. But I would urge people to, to go on. If, if you know you're at this point and you know it because you know it, because we just told you how you're going to know it, um, then take a little bit of an information fast. Step back and say, you know, the world's not going to end if I don't read this guy's blog or listen to his podcast for a month and focus on doing the thing that you want to do and doing it your way. And then, you know, see how it feels. Cause for me it felt great. And so now I I I don't usually overwhelm myself with information when it comes to online business anymore because I've already set such a solid foundation because I learned so much. And and probably a lot of people listening have already learned quite a bit if you if you've started along the journey. Um so now it's time for you guys to get doing. So so I urge you to take a little bit of an information fast from it. Um the information's not going anywhere. You can go back to it in a month, it'll still live there. That's the beauty of podcasts and of posts they don't get taken well, down. Well, you mentioned
0: the foundation. The foundation is key. We should talk about the foundation because there are certain skills that you want to have sort of your head around before you get started in any endeavor online because they I've seen them translate to different types of businesses. I've had B2B business. I've had, you know, different other online businesses. We have the community. There's all these different things and they were in totally different spaces, but the same principles worked.
1: Yeah, and and so what I Yes, so you want a solid foundation, and you, and you yeah. want a solid foundation. And I think so. So we mentioned the Paradise Pack. A lot of you guys who are are, are long term listeners, maybe you got the Paradise Pack last year. This is our fourth year running it. So what was it? We started in 2013, first week of June, right? May 30th of 2017 to June 6th, 2017. So that's, we're doing it again this year. We're holding an awesome like May month long celebration to build up to it. But what we've done with the Paradise Pack, we talked about trying to to curate information and set a foundation. And what we've done with the paradise pack is gotten the best of the best in certain niches of online business and travel, put it together into one package so that you don't have to scour the internet for the best thing on language learning, or you don't have to scour the internet for the best thing on, you know, how to do this part of online business or, or how to do freaking fire miles. Like we've taken the stuff that we thought was the best, put it together in a package. Um, and, you know, it's run by people that we trust, that we know put out really good top-notch information. And hopefully if you listen to this, then then you know as well, like, what we're about and you resonate with what we're about. So that's one of the ways, that first key that we said of, like, figuring out who you want to trust and then, and then pushing the rest aside. Hopefully we've been able to do that with the Paradise Pack to say, focus on this first. It'll give you a good, solid foundation. This is the information you need curated for you in a very convenient package so that then after you get through some of that information, you can then take that and focus on the transformation which comes next.
0: Yeah, the Paradise Pack. I mean, well, either way, if you're if you're building this location-dependent life, you're on this journey, I mean, check it out, theparadisepack.com. It's our fourth year doing it and we get some of the best products in the world and bi- online business and travel, put it together. And it's like, it's there's nothing else out there like it we make it super affordable so um if you bought all these things separately like it would be crazy <laughs> price but we bring it all together and everybody agrees to do this this one time for one week only and it's uh, it's a totally unique thing so Yeah, it sounds kind of funny after we sort of like said, hey, don't bombard yourself with too much information. But like Travis said, the idea is we're curating this to give the core foundation so you don't have to go into a million different places and you have like a whole package of things and people and products that you can trust that will help you do the things you want to do. And then you can start taking action and get some support where you need it. Um, so yeah, the paradise pack is an awesome thing. We're totally geeked up
1: about it every year. Check it out. And Jay, I wish should mention one of the big things that I want to do this year and I'll being totally transparent um, with the last couple of years, what I think that we've not failed in, but could do much better in is then f- staying on top of people and not everyone's going to take it and run with it, right? Some people are going to get it and take it and use it 10 months from now. And some people are going to get it and never use it. And our hope is that you get it and you implement it as soon as possible. So one of the things that we're doing this year after the Paradise Pack is we've got some really cool stuff in store to. Help motivate you right after you get it to start get diving in and using it immediately so that you can see the transfer transformation. I'm not going to like give away what we're actually doing, but there'll be a more um, interaction with us, more oversight in that first month after you get it. Because our goal, what we've seen is we don't just want to give people the information. We want to give you the good information. And then when we want to help you get to the point of transformation. So we've got a, a few cool things that. Um, that we kind of, yeah, that we didn't do as well as we could have the last couple of years that this year we're really going to rock. So, um, yeah, we're focused on information with Paradise Pack and then helping with the transformation after you get the information. So,
0: yeah. So we would love to uh, have you as part of that part of that whole uh, experience. So um, thank you so much for your time. And we had a blast chatting on this topic, Trav. Um, We got a big time difference here. You're all the way in Vancouver, Canada. I'm in Oslo, Norway. My day is
1: beginning. Your day is ending.
0: Here we are. Here we are. Um, And here you are. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, guys. Peace. Cheers.